0: Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today's Tuesday, the 14th of July. India now has over 9 lakh COVID-19 infections. For now, we are still behind the United States and Brazil in terms of numbers. Today is the third consecutive day that the country has reported more than 28,000 new infections. The death toll, too, is inching closer to 24,000. In the last two months, the two trends that have remained nearly unchanged in India are number 1. An increasing positivity rate and number 2. A declining death rate. During the beginning of May, the positivity rate in India was 4.14%. This means out of every 10,000 people tested, 414 were positive. This number has now increased to 7.44%. Hyderabad-based Bio4 India Pharmaceuticals has been granted a license from the Drug Controller General of India to manufacture and export Favipiravir to treat COVID-19 cases. The company is already in talks to commercially sell the drug in India. Yesterday, Glenmark Pharma had slashed the prices of its Favipiravir, which is being sold in the market as Faviflu. The Rail Bhavan headquarters of the Inland Railways in Delhi will remain shut for two days from July 14 to carry out intensive sanitization after some officials were found COVID 19 positive in the premises. Delhi has seen a significant turnaround in COVID 19 numbers. The city reported less than 1,000 new infections for the first time since June 1. Delhi's Chief Minister Arvind Kejuwal said positivity rate and death rate are going down and plasma has been beneficial in bringing down the death rate. But Kejriwal warned people not to be complacent. Delhi University has agreed with Delhi High Court to advance its final year open book examination to August 10th. The exams will be conducted till August 31st. Also, Union Minister Ramesh Pokhriyal announced that CBSE results for Class 10 students will be declared tomorrow. In Maharashtra, State Higher and Technical Education Minister Uday Samant reiterated the state government's stand that conducting final-year university exams as per revised guidelines of the UGC will not be feasible due to the coronavirus outbreak. He said that the government was not against holding exams but was of the view that it would be improper to do so amid the outbreak. In Mumbai, monsoon-related ailments are being reported, with the total number of malaria cases in BMC hospitals almost doubling in June compared to the previous month. However, no deaths have been recorded due to it in the last two months. Over the last three days, positive cases have been reported from temporary prisons at Osmanabad and Parbhani. Officials said that five inmates lodged at the temporary prison in Nirwada, which is on the premises of a government hostel, also tested positive. The patients and the high-risk contacts were isolated. At present, close to 600 inmates are lodged in this temporary prison. Meanwhile, Maharashtra Health Minister said that strict action will be taken against private hospitals charging exorbitant fees from COVID-19 patients and for other treatments. He said he had received complaints that when COVID-19 patients became critical, some private hospitals referred them to government medical facilities. In Bengaluru, the municipal corporation, in view of the COVID-19 crisis, has stopped the transfer of its officials and staff. A circular issued by BBMP Commissioner stated that officers and staff have been deployed on various duties to control the coronavirus pandemic, and at this stage, if any officer or staff is transferred, it will affect the work. So all transfers which are due will be stopped. The Commissioner also announced that a website has been launched for real-time information on availability of beds in Bengaluru. Telangana continues to experience a surge in COVID-19 cases. At least 700 outsourced employees of Telangana's Gandhi General Hospital, including sanitation workers, security guards and those in patient care, boycotted their duties to stage a day-long protest at the hospital. Meanwhile, Telangana's Government Doctors Association has threatened to go on strike in the coming days if their demand for implementation of revised pay scales of 2016 is not considered immediately. Starting Wednesday, senior doctors at Gandhi Hospital will wear black badges for a week to mark their protest. Just a few days ago, Telangana saw protests by junior doctors at the same hospital demanding decentralisation of COVID-19 treatment, immediate recruitment of additional staff and enhanced security for all frontline workers. Days after the body of a COVID-19 patient being carried in an auto rickshaw drew criticism on social media, the medical superintendent of the Nizamabad Government Hospital in Telangana has resigned from his post on Monday. He said he felt morally responsible for the incident. A dangerous concoction of an unknown virus, a broken healthcare system, doublespeak and a lack of transparency is damaging Telangana. The question here is, how far will a state go to protect its image and does the impact of a global pandemic really mar this so-called image? For the past few days, hashtag Veris KCR has trended on social media platforms in Telangana. Why? A few days after news reports surfaced of staff members testing positive at Pragati Bhavan, the office and residence of Chief Minister K. Chandrashekar Rao, rumours began doing the rounds, suggesting that COVID had not spared the Chief Minister. These speculations were fueled by KCR's conspicuous absence from the public eye ever since the birth centenary celebrations of former Prime Minister PV Narasimha Rao on June 28. The state is beset by a broken healthcare system, a government that appears to abhor transparency and a press under attack. To find out more about what is going on in India's youngest state, do read Revati's report titled, Attack on the Press and Doublespeak how the KCR regime is bungling Telangana's COVID fight. You'll find the report on newslaundry.com. Dear listener, if you regularly listen to Daily Dose, you will know how often we highlight the increasing threat to press freedom in India. In fact, this is the third consecutive day that I am talking about it. A country cannot be free if its news institutions are constantly under attack. I told you yesterday about how Press Trust of India, India's largest and oldest wire agency, was recently called anti-national for its coverage of the India-China border issue. So, as a proud member of an organisation that is 100% free of advertisements that has tasked itself with upholding the values of press freedom, I urge you to subscribe to us. It is the only way we can keep doing what we do. So go to our website, see the work we do, and if you think we are doing a good job, Pay to keep news free and subscribe to News Laundry. Thank you in advance. With the number of COVID-19 cases increasing in Andhra Pradesh, the government has started a drive to improve facilities at quarantine centres, COVID care centres and at district and state-level COVID hospitals. The Andhra Pradesh government has categorised Telangana and Karnataka as high-risk states as it issued fresh guidelines for quarantine of people coming into the state from various parts of the country and also from abroad. The Andhra Pradesh government on Monday also decided to postpone all common entrance tests till the third week of September in view of the prevailing COVID-19 situation. The Goa government has made it compulsory for all private hospitals in the state to reserve 20% of their total beds for COVID-19 patients. If any private hospital does not comply with the order, its licence to operate could be suspended or cancelled. Goa University, meanwhile, will conduct all final year examinations of BA, BSc and BCom from 3rd of August online. The question papers will be sent to students through Google Classroom and Moodle, which is an online learning platform. With thousands of active coronavirus patients, Lucknow has emerged as the biggest COVID hotspot district in Uttar Pradesh, leaving behind Ghaziabad. According to Lucknow's chief medical officer, fresh cases in the district have been reported from at least 38 different spots. While the state is seeing a surge in cases, it has dropped overall to the sixth position in the national list. Jammu and Kashmir administration has decided to open the Union territory to visitors from today onwards once again, but in a phased manner. All tourists visiting for a holiday will have to undergo mandatory tests for the coronavirus. Amid the rising number of COVID-19 cases, the Bihar government is all set to decide on imposing complete lockdown again. The government will conduct a high-level meeting today to discuss the implementation of COVID-19 lockdown measures. After collecting hundreds of samples, 24 people at the BJP office in Patna have tested positive for COVID-19. Punjab, on the other hand, has exempted mandatory home quarantine for those visiting the state for less than 72 hours. Visitors will only need to submit a formal undertaking at the border checkpost. Sunita Yadav, a female police constable in Surat, has handed over her resignation after departmental action was initiated against her. A few days ago, she had stopped a BJP minister's son and his friends for violating the nightly curfew in the city. Now for some international updates on the virus. The global count of infections has reached over 13 million, while the death toll has crossed 571,000. WHO Chief Dr Tedros has warned that there will be no return to the old normal for the foreseeable future and that there are no shortcuts out of this pandemic. Speaking critically of leaders in countries where mixed messages have led to a breakdown in trust, he said that if this approach is taken, matters are going to get worse. He said, and I quote, If the basics aren't followed, there is only one way this pandemic is going to go. It is going to get worse and worse and worse. Unquote. Amid the uncontrollable rise in coronavirus cases in the US, President Trump has said, and I quote, We test more than anybody by far, and when you test, you create cases. Unquote. Also, the Donald Trump-led administration has targeted the country's infectious disease expert Dr. Anthony Fauci with increased criticism. A leaked White House memorandum noted that several officials are concerned about the number of times Dr. Fauci has been on the wrong side of things. Dr. Fauci, who is the country's top infectious disease expert, has been openly critical of Donald Trump's lax approach towards the pandemic. Meanwhile, more than 930 people working for four private companies that run detention centres for US immigration services have tested positive for coronavirus. Lawmakers have expressed concerns about the spread of the virus across US's nearly 70 detention centres. So far, more than 3,000 detainees have tested positive for the disease and two have died. After recording around 50 new COVID-19 cases on Monday, Hong Kong has decided to impose strict new social distancing measures from midnight on Tuesday. This is considered to be the most stringent in the Asian financial hub since the outbreak began. Authorities have warned that the risk of a large-scale outbreak is extremely high. The new rules include mandatory face masks on public transport and a limit on the size of gatherings to just four people. Chief Executive Carrie Lam said, and I quote, The recent emergence of local cases of unknown infection sources indicates the existence of sustained silent transmission in the community. Unquote. Lam also pointed out that the measures were the result of a three-way tug-of-war between the considerations for public health, economic impact and social acceptability and that the city may need to coexist with the virus for a longer period of time. The United Kingdom has been strictly warned by experts to start intense preparations for a second wave of COVID-19 that has the potential to kill as many as 120,000 hospital patients. Senior doctors and scientists have said that without urgent action, a resurgence of cases this winter could overwhelm the NHS when the services are already stretched because of the flu and other seasonal pressures. Stephen Holgate, chair of the expert group, has however said that the risk of this happening could be reduced if action is taken immediately. Hammered by the coronavirus pandemic, Singapore's economy has suffered a record contraction in the second quarter, putting it on course for its worst ever slump this year. As strict curbs were imposed to fight the virus, the economy shrank 12.6% between April and June. It marks the second consecutive quarter of contraction, implying that the city-state, which is one of the world's most open economies, has entered a recession for the first time in more than a decade. Attributing the contraction to a weak external demand amidst a global economic downturn, the ministry said that the massive second quarter drop in GDP was due to measures that were implemented from April to June to slow down the spread of the virus. Meanwhile, countries like Australia, Russia, Thailand, Mexico and Germany continue to witness a spurt in COVID-19 cases, while in China's Beijing, no new cases have been reported for the last eight days. Adding to the gloomy times, a predictive study has said that deaths from HIV, tuberculosis and malaria could surge in poor and middle-income countries as already weak healthcare systems grapple with severe disruptions due to the pandemic. Timothy Halley, a professor at Imperial College of London, has said, and I quote, In countries with a high malaria burden and large HIV and TB epidemics, even short-term disruptions could have devastating consequences for millions of people who depend on programmes to control and treat these diseases. Unquote. Now for some non-coronavirus news. Sachin Pilot's tussle with Rajasthan's Chief Minister Ashok Geloth has turned out badly for the now ex-Deputy Chief Minister. Pilot came to New Delhi after breaking ranks, throwing the Rajasthan Congress into chaos. A day after the party opened its doors for Pilot and gave him a second chance, he skipped the Congress Legislative Party meeting for the second time. Today, the CLP passed a resolution dropping him as Deputy Chief Minister and the State Congress President. Chief Minister Gailoth accused the BJP of conspiring against the government. Gailoth said, and I quote, There is nothing in Sachin Pilot's hands. It is the BJP which is running the show. BJP has arranged the resort and they are managing everything. Two ministers, Vishwendra Singh and Ramesh Meena, were also dropped from the Rajasthan cabinet. The State Minister of Education, Govind Singh Dottastra, will now be the Congress Rajasthan chief. After his removal, Pilot tweeted and I quote, You can harass the truth but not defeat it. The Congress had warned of action against all those who skipped the meeting. The 102 MLAs who attended the meeting at Fairmont Hotel on the outskirts of Jaipur have unanimously demanded that pilots should be removed from the party. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent.